like to give everybody out there listening a very warm White Cat welcome because you're tuned in to the White Cat Outdoors podcast. What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to episode number two of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. Today, you got White in studio and... Oh, I, I thought you were going to say Nick, and then you did I literally pointed at you. You pointed at me. It was me. a cue. But it's Nick. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Nick's a little slow today. He's been driving a lot. Um, but we're over in Ohio. Uh, but before we get into all that, I just want to say thanks for all you guys that are tuning in again for the second episode. Um, if it's your first episode, I don't know how you found us, but you can find us at whitecatoutdoors.com. You can go on the website. You can read a little bit about each one of us, find out what we're about, what gets us into the outdoors, and uh, you can find out all the different platforms to find us on, which uh, you can find us and go subscribe to our channel at YouTube, um, on YouTube at White Cat Outdoors. Go follow us on Instagram at White Cat Outdoors, and you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Podbean, and Spreaker, and we're working on getting on some other platforms right now, but you know they take a couple weeks to get, get on there, so we're working on that. But, uh, so yeah, thanks everybody. That's where to find us. So go do it right now. Um, and we'll let Nick take us right on into what we're talking about today. How's it going guys? Like I said, Nick here. Uh, today's podcast is we're going to be talking about, uh, out of state hunting, how to pick a spot. And we're going to use a firsthand experience in Ohio. Me and Frank decided to come over to Ohio for We are recording out of the hotel today. Yeah, we're actually in our hotel, Eastern Ohio. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go through our process on how we picked Ohio, why we picked Ohio, um, different things we used, like our setups, bows, that kind of thing, sign that we saw. So uh, let's we'll start off with going back to Frank here. We're going to talk about what made us pick Ohio. Well, I mean, obviously it's pretty simple. You guys know we're from Pennsylvania, so we're you know it's a real short drive to get over into Ohio. And, you know, our season's kind of winding down, and so is Ohio, but, you know, just anything to extend our deer season a little bit, we're just going to go chase something else. So it's always nice to see some new property and some new scenery. So we came over here. We started in kind of southwestern, south-central Ohio, more to the west a little bit, um, all public land. And pretty much all we did, like me and Nick just sat down one day, and you're like, yeah, we're going to Ohio. Just pulled up some maps and started looking around um, on all the public land, what looked enticing, just zoomed in on stuff, looked at different agricultural lands. Do you want to go through what kind of we look for when we're looking at a piece that looks like something worth going after? Yeah, I mean, basically what I look for, like around this time of year, um, we we obviously look for a lot of agricultural land. Um, Doesn't matter really what it's planted with or even if it's harvested, just... I like to hunt a lot of field edges in the late season and for the woods anytime you can find hemlocks you know you're in business deer absolutely love hemlocks so anytime you can find like pinch points of hemlocks or like points that they come out to um, anything to like funnel the deer is basically what Nick and I were looking for when we were looking at all these different pieces of property and once we got you know, kind of settled in on one specific property that we wanted to go to and say, yeah, this is our starting point. Um, we looked a little bit farther into that property and did some, you know, online research, look, looking at forums, which you can only rely on those so much. Yeah, those get <laughs> Usually some yahoos on there. Yeah, I mean, you can get some really good information. I don't want to, like, totally discredit them, but there's always the guy that, you know, maybe had a bad experience somewhere, so he yeah, just talks trash sure. on it. Yeah, but... 
Yeah, so our first morning was yesterday morning, would have been Friday morning, and uh, we decided just to go in blind on a first hunt. Uh, just sat for a couple hours in the morning just to kind of get an idea of what was going on there, and then after about 9.30 or so, we got down and decided to do a little bit of scouting. We made a about a two-mile loop and just hit a couple different fields and hedgerows and stuff, just trying to look for sign of deer, and at first we had a lot of trouble finding any real sign of life. It was kind of discouraging, uh, but we got to the other side of the public piece we were on and came across a scrape with a rub line. The scrape looked pretty fresh. Uh, seemed to be like maybe within the last two or three days. So we decided that that was probably where we wanted to be for the evening sit. And then we just kind of started planning again, how we were going to go about setting yeah, up Yeah. Once that. we found the sign, it, again, you just keep honing in on the specific spots. You know, like I said before, you're looking at broad areas you know we found this ten thousand acre chunk we want to be on so we look at that okay that's where we want to be so then we hone in on the spot that we want to do our first hunt and then once we find that spot we hone in even more and just keep making that circle smaller trying to find that one specific area that we want to spend our time and try to focus on and see what's happening in that area yeah we've only got four days to hunt so if you're going to try and cover you know like frank said like ten thousand acres you're going to overwhelm yourself trying to hunt the entire piece. Your best bet is, like I said, look at maps, set it into sections, almost like squared off, and pick the area that looks probably the most enticing to you in your style of hunting, and then focus your time there. And that's what we did. We found an area that had a bunch of hedgerows, trees that we liked, the active scrape. The wind was set up just right for the way that field was set up. That's another thing. you got to play the wind. But uh, So we backed out, found a better access point than where we came in, and sat up for the evening and we had me and frank both actually sat on the same field but a couple hundred yards apart so it was so my idea nick was just trying to horn in on my action it was yeah. fine you just didn't have a easy mobile setup to that's get that's not it. true you don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> we'll get into setups later yeah we're, but, we'll uh, talk about it because you're upsetting me yeah but we have so the way the fields are set up there's you know there's like five fields all in this little chunk we're sitting in and you can watch most of them from different parts of the hedgerow so we just set up on different ends of the hedgerow so you could watch different fields um and just kind of played it that way and it was pretty slow for the majority couple, of the evening, yeah, yeah most of the evening and about, about 4 30 about 4 30 i pulled my phone out to text frank that there was a deer at the bottom of the field and as i'm getting ready to text frank sends me a text saying do you see that at the bottom of the field and i was like what are you talking about I'm like there's a deer down there and he's like He's like, all right, well, it looks like it's bald. And I'm like, are we seeing the same deer? And next thing I know, there's actually four down there, and we're looking at different deer. But we got started looking. I got my binos on it, and the one deer, like, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it shed or what. It looked, it didn't look like it was normal shedding. Like, no, it looked like it, its it, whole it ass was bare. Either. No, yeah. it wasn't. It didn't look unhealthy, but no, it's it was just, acting fine. Yeah. But so, yeah, all of a sudden, it's like there's four deer down there, and all it just kept coming at the bottom of this field here. All of a sudden, I just kept seeing more and more and more, and I'm telling Frank, you know, because where I was at, I could see down this field a little better than he could because one of the hedgerows kind of had a big point that was really thick, you know, and we can't shoot those in Ohio right now, so we're strictly buck hunting, and we were kind of just sitting there waiting there about 5 o'clock. I seen another group of deer, about four or five more, come out out of the bottom corner, and I had my binos on them, and we saw what we were looking for. Uh, we saw the first buck. I texted Frank. said, hey, I got antler absolute slobby was too yeah true donkey big, big six real joker yeah <laughs> he was just a little six uh, but he was running the show there was about 14 doe out there and he was a real dominant six though yeah 
You could tell. He had those does in check. Yeah, he wasn't playing games. Everybody was listening to him. So at this point, Frank couldn't see him because, like I said, he was down that bottom corner. And all of a sudden, he disappeared. And shortly after he disappeared, all of a sudden, I could start hearing some grunting. And, you know, I, I texted Frank. I'm like, are you grunting right now? Because, like, I, I don't call much in the woods. And Frank's told me he doesn't call much in the woods. But, you know, I heard the grunting. And I'm like, well, I got to ask. Cause it, Especially, it kinda, like, this time of year. I mean, it's not really, like, a heavily – they're not – is responsive yeah, to calling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they, they'll make noises to each other, but they're not hard grunting and ready to fight this time of year. You know, you're not going to be pulling a buck in on a string with grunting at them. Yeah, so anyway, this buck starts grunting like crazy, and, you know, there's thrashing and stuff going on in the bushes, and I'm like, holy He God. was all horned up. He He's was ready, ready to, to go. go for some reason. And, uh, and, it, and this is only, it had to have been within 15 yards of where that scrape was at. Mm-hmm. So um, it's got to be his scrape. But So we watched this happen, I mean, all right up until dark. And actually, we stayed a little late in the woods because the field was just loaded with does, and we didn't want to blow the place up in case we head back. Um, but, you know, shortly after 6 o'clock, you know, it was completely pitch black where we were at and finally were able to climb down. But uh, that was our first evening sit, so I was pretty happy with, you know, a piece of public land we've never been on, all electronic scouting up until that afternoon, mm-hmm. and did pretty well. Yeah, but, uh, for sure. Um, but, yeah, so... We actually decided after our evening hunt, you know, like I said, we only got four days. We didn't see any sign other than that one scrape, and we think we yeah, found That was a- the only area that we saw, like, there was hardly any tracks in the area. We saw a lot of fox and coyote tracks. A lot but, of fox tracks, yeah. But we're after the whitetails. Yeah, so actually we decided, you know, with four days, we're actually going to move uh, to a different area, and we'll be getting into that more. This is actually a bonus series podcast. Uh, we're going to be releasing a couple here, right, one after another. Um, uh, on top of our one a week so it kind of like I said it's a little bonus mini series of the public hunting in Ohio and I think as you know fishing season goes on and turkey hunting and I think there's going to be more bonus series as we go so like I said we decided to move but we haven't gotten into that much we just got to our hotel in the new area and we're going to be doing some boots on the ground scouting pretty quick here but we wanted to sit down and get the deets out to the public yeah for sure once once we're done recording this we're gonna go out and take a little look around we're probably not going to get the evening hunt in because the weather's supposed to be crap but um we're gonna go cruise around check out our new area um spotting's illegal in ohio so we can't do any of that but we can go cruise around and see what we see see if we find anything that gets us stiffening up in the jeans a little bit yeah hopefully that Stiffening up in the jeans is what we're looking for, I guess, right? That and booners. <laughs> yeah, booners. Well, Pope and Young. Booner. Booner, booner, booner. booner, booner, booner. <laughs> so uh, why don't we get into talking about our setups and, you know, what when we... Well, since yours is so superior, why don't you give us your rundown uh, yeah, first? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So when you're going into public land, a lot of times, you know, you're, you don't know where you're going to be going, especially on our first hunt. So you got to have ladder stands, obviously, is probably not your best bet. So I, I always carry a double with me. Yeah. Double. Right on my back. Yeah. That's they pretty much fit in your pocket. Yeah, pretty much. So we'll just go over kind of what we're using. Uh, I'm not saying this is what you need to go out and buy. It's just this is what works for me. Um, mine's actually pretty much, pretty much a hybrid. Uh, I have an old Lone Wolf platform. I'm sure you guys all know what Lone Wolf tree stands are. If you don't, go check them out. But uh, I got that platform that my grandfather gave me, and I actually took the I-beam off and put an XOP I-beam on it because I just liked the way it was set up better. Uh, it was cast aluminum instead of a tube, so it was a little bit quieter. And then I run two uh, full-length XOP sticks, 
and that gets me about 10 foot off the ground ish uh the platform anyway i prefer to be at least 25 feet 25 yeah yeah Yeah. oh that was a joke (laughs) (laughs) but uh that's my setup i use it it works i I honestly i don't really care about weight i haven't it it's comfortable it works for me i can't give you the specs on what it weighs it's 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 a lot i'll tell you it's way more than what mine weighs yeah it's comfortable it's easy to use um i'm actually using some homemade straps uh for locking to the tree i don't use a cam buckle or anything it's just a strap with a bunch of loops on it and you know depending on the diameter of the tree you just pick different loops and it works for me i don't know that there's any company out there making anything like that not uh, not that i'm familiar with so i guess if you're interested contact us and maybe we'll uh, get somebody to Nick will break out his sewing kit and make yeah, some I didn't for sew you. them. Guys sure. at my shop did. But He's a seamster. A seamstress. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's the uh, superior setup at the table. If that's what and, you want to call it. Uh, if you're interested in a more mid-grade setup, Frank, why don't you tell us what you got? Yeah, I'll up? give you the, the rundown. on. It, you definitely would never want to buy this setup. Before you get started, you want to pass me a little drink? Yeah, I guess soda, I could please. do that. Sorry about that. Um, All right, so the mid-grade setup that, in my mind, is far superior. Um, I run an XOP hand climber. I've had it for a few years now. Um, It's definitely a lot lighter than Nick's setup. I'll give you that, but that's about all I'll give you. Yeah, you'll give it to me. Um, So I don't really... I thought about buying the the hang and bang setup, but I haven't really settled on it yet. I'm more of a climber guy. It's just more my style. I know it's... They're comfortable. I'll give you that. Yeah. Climbers are very comfortable. Yeah. And it's not quite as versatile as far as getting into different trees, but odds are the way I hunt... And you got to think, Pennsylvania, where we're at, most timber we're hunting, you have straight trees that you can get a climber into. Yeah, exactly. And even though I like to hunt in hemlocks mostly when I'm hunting in the woods... There's always, you know, a cherry or something right in there that you can set up on with a climber. So the, the my style of hunting, the climber is perfect for me. I don't need the mobile setup well, the like Nick has with it's the mobile, sticks and yeah, the lock It's just on. a different style. I mean, yeah. you, climbers, saddles, yeah, platforms, everything's all mobile. Yeah, so my setup, in my opinion, is far superior to what Nick's got going on. But it's fine if that's what he wants to think, so... I just like the ease of getting in any tree. It just makes it simpler for me. But he said you can run as many sticks as you want. I found that two sticks is okay for me. I know some guys like to get higher. I don't necessarily believe that's necessary, but you know, if that's where you're confident at, go for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess besides our setup ourselves, I guess it'd be a good time to go over, you know, different bows that we're using kind of go through that yeah um yeah i just run i have a martin i actually just bought it a couple of years ago um i've had a, i had another martin i had since i was a little kid um, you know what model it is my old one no your new one it's a phoenix inferno it's not new i got it's you bought it yeah the year like yeah after. i bought it a year old I, it was still it was still new technically sold yeah. yeah um yeah, it's a Phoenix Inferno. It was the, fir- the first bow they made right after the fire at the plant. Um, so that's what I'm running. Uh, it's a pretty decent bow. Uh, does everything I needed to do. It's a little heavy, but I dig it. 
The let off is my yeah. Let off freaking boat. bananas with that thing. What site you running on there? Uh, I rock an IQ. Um, it's a three pin with the adjustable adjustable third pin. Um, I haven't. I don't have it completely set up yet. I just have the two fixed pins set at twenty and thirty because that's all I really need for hunting. I haven't set it up for three D shooting yet for any distance. But yeah, and I also got to run that stinger. Yeah, the stingers are nice. That's I also run the stinger on mine. Yeah. And you run in, I guess, just real quick, I don't want to get into this argument here, but just go real quick, fixed or expandable? Oh, I rock fixed only. Fixed. Okay. Razor point. Razor point. Not a chisel point guy. It's not for me. Cut on contact. Exactly. And you run in Easton Bloods? Bloodline. Bloodlines? Yeah, Bloodlines. Bloodline. Okay. That's what I got. All right, and then uh, my setup's um, it just crazy fast let off's really nice the draw cycle is super smooth um i mean anything was probably better than where i was at i was shooting an old matthews i love matthews but they're just so expensive and it just i was ready to change it up and i really like this one a lot i think the let off's 80 percent 70 pound draw uh ibo is 360 feet per second which is pretty quick yeah it's pretty wicked and it's pretty sexy looking it's bow. It's a really good looking bow. It's all like a dull gray rubberized riser and limbs. Uh, and then in all of the riser pockets, they have rubber grommets that really quiet the bow up. I mean, it's just dead silent. And then I'm also like running the stinger. And uh, my sight's kind of a little off of mainstream, I'd say. I don't know too many people. Yeah, I've never sight. met anyone that runs one. Like, like I I, mine's an IQ, like I said, and... I know a ton of people that run IQ sites. So I'm running an Option Archery 8S site. Uh, check them out on Instagram. They also have a website. But uh, so the way that their site's set up, obviously from the name Option, the way that it works is you have a uh, f- you have the option for fixed pins <laughs> so or clever. single pin adjustable. So I don't even know how the housing for your sites basically is set up into two sections, and you can fold away your fixed pins and leave yourself with a single pin adjustable and it's a really really cool feature if you're into hunting and target shooting or you know on the fence about shooting a single pin so basically the way it is you can get up to eight pins on the 8s i'm running three fixed pins and one adjustable so you can excuse me (coughs) are you quite finished sorry about that trying to be professional here yeah over there (laughs) You're looking like a fool. But uh, we have three sites, or three fixed pins, and I've set those at 20, 30, and 40. And then your adjustable one, they actually float out to 115. Have not quite tested that distance. Yeah. Um, but we're working He's, on he it. He tested it. He's just not any good at it. It was at 87. I tested okay. it. Okay. But I'm, in, I'm interested to get into that because like we're getting into 3D shooting this year, and some of the targets can be out there quite a ways. And I just thought it would be neat to have just that single pin and just a clear sight picture, but I actually love that sight a lot. Oh yeah, professional. Yeah, Shut, I didn't burp into the mic. Shut up. So, being that these are a mini series, they're going to be a little bit shorter. Um, but do we want to talk about you know our plans for tomorrow? Kind of give an idea of what the layout is for our next piece and why we chose that. Yeah, we like we said, we moved away from that southwestern, south central Ohio. We moved up pretty much to the center of the state, and Again, just looking at online maps, trying to figure out a little bit something that looked moderately enticing, looked like it was full of the whitetails. Um, found a decent little piece here, and 
like I said, after we record this, we're going to go out and do some scouting around, see what we can see. But it's mostly fields. There's like a lot of hedgerows, so it's pretty similar to the other piece that we were hunting. Um, so we'll see what we can find, see if we see any deer running around this evening in the rain, or see if we if we get out and look around, see if there's any sign, and try to get a game plan together for the morning and do a, do a morning hunt and see what we see. Yeah, this is going to be prior. We're not going to do any more moving, being that we are only got four yeah. days. So we're just going to hunt our way through up until Monday night, uh, head back to Pennsylvania, and hopefully with a couple bucks in the bed of the truck. No, there's it. no hopefully about it. It'll happen. We got our hoist. Keep your eyes on the Instagram. There'll be plenty. She'll be coming. She'll be coming. <laughs> but other than that, it's uh, pretty much all we got for Ohio for today. Like I said, we're going to be coming back tomorrow, or on the well, on air with the podcast. We're going to be coming back tomorrow, giving you an update. Maybe covering something else when it comes to mobile hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a couple different apps or whatever you can use to check maps out. Mm-hmm. Or, different tactics or ideas we have or what we're trying yeah so i mean let us know like drop some comments or hit us up on instagram let us know if you guys like the little whole mini series idea following us as we go on these hunts uh if you don't like it tell us we'll figure something else out to keep you guys interested so just let us know what you guys are thinking yeah we always definitely want uh input from the people listening and we want to improve it as much as we can and you know it's about you guys and if you're the one listening you got to enjoy it so if you got any ideas on what you want guests we're definitely working on getting some guests in the studio so it's like you said just give us input we're going to try and make this as much or as enjoyable as we can and keep it going every week yeah if you guys have any topic ideas anything that you want us to touch on or talk about you know drop us a line let us know what you want to hear about yeah we're interested in everything outdoors hunting fishing trapping snake hunting whitetail hunting guiding in alaska we got a little bit of everything uh, just a big melting pot when it comes to the outdoors. Mm-hmm. But, uh, speaking of the outdoors, me and Frank got to get some scouting done. So uh, why don't you guys make sure this weekend, or whenever you're listening, make sure you guys are also getting outside as well. 